Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We want to welcome you back to the Tip of the Tower podcast. And what better way than to welcome back my co-host, Austin Owens. Austin, Jake, last week, and you're back. Yeah. It's an unfortunate sub out for you guys. I apologize. Jake's probably a lot more entertaining than I am. Well, okay. Well, I'll say this. It was unfair to you because I kind of just floated up the idea about doing a podcast. This is my. This is probably why I'm a bad a bad. Uh, be a bad producer because I was like, eh, hey, you guys want a podcast? But, um... But you had, uh, you had brought up doing a podcast and that day something came up so I couldn't make it, but Jake, uh, Jake stole the show anyway, so it's well, all good. He had some... I'm just biding the time till uh, the real MVP can come back and uh, help us out here. <laughs> you the real MVP. Um, yeah, I You're know... You're in this building, you know. There's one thing I do want to do going forward with this podcast is trying to get a more consistent time. But, I mean, you and I both, we're making our schedules work. And I I don't like podcasting when the Leafs are playing or when a team is playing because, like, Jake and I were trying to podcast and hear the Raptors playing the Suns. Yeah, that can't be fun. Yeah, especially when Jake's got money on the Raptors and they lost. Yeah, he's completely checked out in that case. They lost the bet for Jake. They won the game, but they, it was so funny because Fred Van Vliet 
Uh, it was he lo- turned over the ball with like under two minutes left. You know they score. Phoenix scores and then he's losing, but the Raptors never end up getting another basket the rest of the game. And so he was so <laughs> upset. I mean, he yeah. wasn't terribly upset. He just, you know, should have been a, a for sure win, but uh, it didn't end up that way. So luckily you ha- you don't bet. Luckily, I mean. No, I'm trying to get, uh, we were talking about this the other day, though. Apparently, well, now there's lacrosse betting, so now we're trying to get Jake and our buddy Chris in on that just for fun. <laughs> They're big fans of the betting, and I'm a big fan of lacrosse. Let's see if we can make a beautiful marriage here. <laughs> you're their, you're their. Um, there's a, there's a word for that, not not their bookie, but you're like their. Uh, I'm the insider. Yeah, you're like the inside guy for the for the, for the info. Now, yeah, well. yeah. but no, Jake. Uh, it was you know what the podcast was fun because, the Neilan talk has just been so, so popular like. Just the podcast page itself was doing really well. I don't know how many people listen to it. Um, I haven't gotten the statistics for it. Um, I've had a hard time looking them up. I'm going to try to figure out a way to do that so I can find out how many people are listening to the show and so I can show my gratitude to those. And if you are listening and you have been listening, we thank you. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of options you can go for. And if you do choose us, we do appreciate it. You're... Your uh, listens have definitely not gone unnoticed. Um, even though we did, uh, and I mentioned this last podcast, uh, I've been away the last couple of weeks dealing with some personal things. So uh, it's good. This is a good escape always. You know, there's a reason why people come to like sports. It's because, you know, you can try to get away from the, the reality of things. So yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately for the Ottawa Senators, Reality can kick you in the butt. There is no escaping the fact that the Ottawa Senators are the gift that keeps on giving in the NHL. Oh, and not in a good way. I, you just want you thought it just couldn't get any worse from a PR standpoint. Then that yeah. happens, and it's well, so you you think after that it couldn't get any worse, and then you watch last night's game and all the stuff that came out after it, and the entire arena is just lit up with Uber ads. Ugh. That is, it can't get any worse PR wise. That's, it's evolved. I'm just gonna. If you haven't heard, I mean, everyone, almost everyone that's a hockey fan has heard. The Senators had seven players that were recorded during an Uber ride in Arizona, and that tape got released, and it got uh, picked up by the Ottawa Citizen, who ran a story about it, and it just blew up. I mean, rightfully so. It's a when you get something like that, you it's going to make headways, and it did. So, unfortunately for the players involved, um, are you more now for myself? There's been a lot of comments about did the Ottawa Citizen make the right call of writing about it and and putting that video out there because it didn't blow up until the Citizen put that video in the story. Because yeah, that's where I saw it originally. Because there's a lot of these videos where you put it out. Maybe a person stumbles upon... I don't even know how it happened in the first place. How they got the video. I don't remember how. I didn't read that part. But usually those videos will go on notice just because it's a no-name. Like there's nothing attached to it unless like a TMZ or uh, uh, what's the 
Oh, that spin. If they were to get their hands on it, that would make it go really viral. Yeah. Um, You'd think that'd be the first place it would end up is that guy. Because obviously the Uber driver released it himself. You'd think he'd go to TMZ if he really wanted this thing to blow up and get a lot of money for it. So that's the part. I, I don't get the the... What was the end goal for this driver? Was he just trying to get, just put Apparently, that? Apparently, from what the reports are saying, is he was unhappy with his tip that the players gave him. So he just decided he was going to expose them and really put a dent in was it six or seven guys' careers. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work out in the way the Uber driver expected because oh. he just reopened himself up to some. We haven't yeah. heard yet of any possible litigation against them, but it's, it has to be coming. Yeah, there's no way around it. It's happening. And I mean, he's allowed, I believe the rule or the law in Arizona was he was allowed to um, videotape somebody or something along those lines I was reading, but like, you're, you can't be that stupid. And as well, the Ottawa Senators players have the guy's name. Like Uber gives you your driver's name. So not only is he going to get prosecuted, he's going to, like, these guys know who he is. Well, and Uber is going to take saying, a hit too. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to take out any, like, off-the-books justice against the guy, but, like, it's not hard to track him down is what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This guy is not hiding from Like, he tried to take the video down, but once you yeah. put that up there, it's it's up there. It's very easy to quickly download a video off of YouTube to play yeah, it back. Yeah, and have a lot of people um, like taking down videos, but somebody's already recorded it and they repost it on YouTube. And yeah. at that point, it's just done. It's like when you try you put out a tweet and somebody screenshots it and you try to delete it. Yeah, it's out there now. You're in trouble. I I don't like when people like I delete tweets if I've made a spelling mistake, but if I've said something and I mean it, <laughs> I ain't deleting it. I hate people who who do that they change they get rid of it because it was a bad really bad take and they didn't think the tweet through um i've i've done it on occasion i'm i'll admit it or i've just like sent out a tweet that was like quick trigger and didn't really think it through it didn't have any swear words or anything in it but it was just like something stupid i said uh, regarding the leaves usually and i'll just take it down because it really has no relevance to the situation or adds anything this is where you need the it's burner account thing. yeah i need a skip bayless account you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Skip Bayless. That's a very popular play- person in these round towns. And another person close to the least tens that we won't mention. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of ha- a lot of heat on the players that were involved for not speaking out to the media right away, and. At first, I was like making a big deal about the fact that they didn't talk, and you know they said they were going to handle it internally. You can't go out and say, "Yeah, we're going to handle this internally," and try to wish like throw it on like throw it under the bus, like just throw it away. It's not <clears throat> going away. No, and apparently they had it ahead of time, so they had a chance to figure out what they were going to do. They could have easily said, um, "I mean, they're not going to if." They, if they saw the video ahead of time, I mean, they're not going to bring it up unless somebody else brings it up. But they could have easily prepared for it. it. This seems like they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. 
it's uh, for for somebody that or a team that apparently had the footage way before or well before that it was posted. A couple of days before, at least, I think. Yeah, like they had a chance to really get ahead of this, and they did not at all. That's they crazy. made a statement after the fact. That can happen. That just cannot and, happen. And the news of them having the footage beforehand came out after the fact as well. So it's like, it looks even worse on them because it's, it's exactly what I said. It's just, you had the chance to figure this out and make yourself look better. It's not a good situation. There's no way of coming out scot-free. No. Uh, for the players, the coaches, the organization, it looks bad in general. In Ottawa, I mean, they just can't have this. It's after the Mike Hoffman and Eric Carlson situation, this is the least, this is the last thing they need. Excuse me. Now, at least the players didn't say anything that would have really got them in trouble. Like, this is more of they were talking bad about a coach. Oh. Imagine yes. if, and I and we know what some guys, not even hockey players, just guys in general will say. I mentioned flipping a twiggy into the stands or something like that. Like, if that's not the single most Canadian thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> There's just so oh much. There's just so much they could have said that they're so yeah. lucky that either they didn't say it or something like just along those lines. They're just very lucky that it could have been a lot. Like people think apparently well, this is there's bad. something that was worse that wasn't actually. It was cut out of the video. I oh. was hearing. Well, then somebody somebody gave mercy on those players. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. It might have been like the citizen cut it out. I'm not sure. I didn't get the whole gist of it, but apparently there was something else that would have been much more damaging to the senators well, that was said that was left out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Um, they're lucky that they won the game after that. Um, Thanks to Mark Stone, the one guy that wasn't in the car. Yeah, the one guy who has a brain on that team. Who, I mean, who was it in the car? It was Duchesne, uh, Duchesne Weidman, uh, Weidman for the two. Right? Um, I, I don't know all seven of them, but... Formington got sent down, but I'm assuming it wasn't because of this. No, 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 no. It was probably because... It was, it was nine games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The, it's, yeah, it's just stupid. Not a good look. Yeah, and Ottawa has a deal with Uber, which is the funniest thing, is they have a drop-off uh, loop set up for fans to take Ubers yeah. to the game. So, I mean, because what fan <laughs> It's so far away. Not, people don't want to. Not only players just trashed your organization on a public forum, but now you're possibly in a lawsuit with one of your sponsors. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if Uber Canada and Uber in the States yeah. have different, maybe it's a little different in that regard, but still... Yeah, it's going to be in. I think Eugene Meldick's probably not enjoying what's going to come about this, that's for sure. No, it'll hold a press conference like next week. And Mark Borbiatsky will be the only person allowed in the building <laughs> to ask him questions. Yeah. Make it as weird as possible. Definitely. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's shift gears now to the team that's no longer terrible. I mean. Um. Yes, no, maybe. Can't put my finger on it, because as far as I know, according to fans of this team, they're still a little iffy. I will say this. 
They are one. They're the most one of the most dominant teams I've seen on the road, and yeah. a mediocre team at home. Yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that felt like the longest couple of days in a long time. Not just because of the losses, but because we're both big on social media. Oh my god, was it just awful being somebody who follows the Leafs on Twitter. Uh, following, was it the Stars game? Uh, yeah. yeah. When Hudobin got a one one goal against... And made that silly save on Marner inside the net where he said he meant to stand inside the net to stop Marner. Okay, but sure you did. Um, it was just, yeah, it was terrible. I mean, <laughs> there was people, at, I don't even want to get into it. There's people that were like super, super depressed about it. And it's, uh, it's, it's just November or it was October at the time. So mm-hmm. just... Like, we're not even a month into the season, and we're getting this worked up about two losses. I know they didn't look good, but considering the circumstances, it shouldn't be too surprising that they had a stretch of games like that. And how Mike Babcock gets when uh, Austin Matthews is out of the lineup. He likes to slow down play and chip and chase and do all these flip-outs to the zone. Exactly. So. Yeah, and and you know people people rag on you know seeing guys like Brian Burke on Sportsnet, but he he said he had a very a very good take on this. Burke's Leafs, got some good points. The, I know. Some people don't like him. I he adds something to that panel. He does. You, you get a guy who's been who's had so much. Like, look, I look at other panels. You know, you got Dave Poulin. I mean, even his even his uh, co-host Doug McLean, his co-analyst, Doug McLean hasn't had the same resume that Brian Burke has had. People will yeah. will say, "Oh, Brian Burke won a cup with Anaheim with, and anybody could have won a team with." But he he said the best thing about this Leafs, like this Leafs stretch, and why he wasn't worried, or I think it was at the time he wasn't worried. The goaltending has been good, and when your goaltending is good, you know the other things will come around. It's not like the Leafs had been shellacked. Like the only game I think they've looked really bad was the Calgary game and the St. Louis game. All the other games they have been in the games they've been competitive. It's just been it's been some bad luck. Let's let's be real. Anton Kudobin is not going to have a performance like that ever again against the Leafs. No, he usually gets. I think he usually gets lit up by the Leafs. Like when he was with the Bruins, he didn't exactly play out of his mind. No. So exactly. So. People yeah, need to it's make just it relax. Stupid. They need to make it relax. Like, I, I mean, yes. Is it frustrating to watch? Of course. You, this team was built to be an offensive powerhouse, and when they're not, you're gonna have some questions about it. But I'm not. I'm not ready to, you know, call in the, call in the deaths like the bomb squad because it's all going to crap. It's not. Um, I, I just love the varying takes. I like the the trolling or the the, the arguments that have come out about it, and I think you know which one I'm talking about. Where a certain a certain analyst on Overdrive calls out a certain <laughs> lover of graphs. That was probably my. This is 
there haven't been that many was like that, that died me over for the rest of the week. That was pretty good. I mean, Ian Graff. I'm calling him Ian Graff for now on. If I ever see, I don't think I've Ian ever. Cool. Met, I don't think I've ever met Ian in person. But I'm just gonna go, yo, yo, Mister Graff, what's up? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do. He's gonna love yeah. it too. And he, give him uh, credit. He embraces it. He embraced it. Um, yeah. Well, it's like when uh, it's like when Kiprios called out Dangle, called him a loser on live air. And There's Dangle's not just... much you can really do about it except be the butt of the joke. And D- and Dangle's just like, yeah, I am a loser. Like, yeah. I know, I know, Steve. Just gotta I, take it. I wrote an I, I wrote in one of my first articles uh, when I was in uh, Ryerson for my sports uh, reporting class. I wrote it on Steve. I asked him about it. He's like. I was being a loser. I was talking about how winning was uh, losing was a good thing. Like, yeah. Look, I understand. And, and it was I a think, weird time. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and the one thing I will take about that Jeff Jeff O'Neill uh, comment, I think he's right. Look, if a guy, look, I mean, John Tavares has been good. I'm not saying John Tavares hasn't been good, but if John Tavares doesn't produce or if he hasn't looked good it's Jeff O'Neill's job to point it out that's what he gets paid $70,000 according to him <laughs> I still don't believe that but that's what he gets paid to do he doesn't get paid to say oh but his underlying numbers suggest he's right that's not what he gets paid to do he's not an advanced numbers guy he's a guy who has played in the NHL understands when a guy and he's probably had slumps in his career he knows when guys have are not performing so there there's this constant need to defend and then they'll attack the a certain person like we all know how much people like to bash on Ron Hainsey there's reasons to it because the the numbers and the way he's played haven't suggested that he's been playing very well I mean he's had his moments where he's been pr- okay um, but you can't have it both ways. You can't bash a guy like Ron Hainsey, but then when it comes to John Tavares, oh, he's off limits, guys. He, he no, no, that's not how it works. If a guy's not performing, like look, um, I'm trying to think of a of a player. I mean, the only guy you can never really bash is like Connor McDavid, because he just does so much that how he is that team? He is the team. Um, when you have a supporting cast like Tavares does, um, you know, you'll see one guy who does really well, but then you can see Tavares just didn't have, you can say he didn't have it, his best game. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You're not going to have your best game every night. It's just not, it's just not the that way Dallas it loss is, I mean, uh, it's the worst loss they've taken all season because they deserve better and they didn't really. Like I think the under, we want to talk about underlying numbers. I think expected goals was four to one for the Leafs, and they lost three to one. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those nights, just the way it goes. Um, was it, that was the game Tavares missed uh, whiffed on the two on one shot, right? Yep. And uh, Patrick Marlowe hit the post. Boy, it's it's felt like a month since that game. <laughs> it has. You you they come out in Pittsburgh. They went five nothing. They totally shut down Sidney Crosby and Malkin and a team that beat them three nothing. Like that's not a that's no small accomplishment. That is the Leafs that you'd expect to see. 
I think at home they maybe at home they're they're trying too hard to ma- like and people say the matchups they come out differently at home they're as you said trying to play more of a slogan because they definitely look slow at home at- the one thing they need to cut out of their game to be successful are those stupid flip out center ice and I'm not saying cut them out totally but it's like every breakout for a large patch of the games recently have just been them flipping the puck out the center and that's not how the Leafs are going to succeed no they're not a chip and chase they're a team that now I'd also say the stretch pass is something that I'm not a fan of them doing like 30 times a game they have the speed through the neutral zone to cut that crap out of their game yeah They've got Marner, they've got Kapanen, they've got Marlowe, who's still one of the fastest guys on the team. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he, he's healthy. They've got Matthews, who's faster this year, it looks like. If he signs, they've got Nylander. Like, this is not a team that needs to be flipping the puck out to center and having Zach Hyman chase it down for a, a, then a dump and chase. No, definitely. Um, it's you know, it's it's funny because people, and the whole reason why O'Neal got on the on on Ian was because of Frederick Goche who he's he does things well he doesn't put up points like yeah I mean I don't have any issues I don't um I I, it only becomes a problem if other teams take advantage of the fact that he's the no team is he's been able to do his job well and until a team is able to figure out a way to exploit whatever deficiencies he has, he's there's no reason to there's no reason to bash him, and there's no reason to give him glory because he his play doesn't deserve glory, and his play doesn't deserve bashing. He's just been what he has to be. Like I I think we tend to take the little things that players do. Like when we look at like a Connor Brown, like let's say he has a good hustle play. And we blow it up to be this big, oh my god moment. It does no. Okay, he made a good play. We don't have to. You know, Brown had that the other night when he scored that goal. Yeah. Holy crap, Connor Brown! Like holy crap, Connor Brown did something. He deserves praise for that. But then you don't have to go on a whole little a thousand word soliloquy why Connor Brown does you know x x x. It's like. You're just making it too complicated. You're trying to complicate something that's so simple, and that's my that's probably my issue right now. Yeah. So. I also think Jeff O'Neill is just a guy that doesn't want anything to do with analytics. No, that's pretty obvious. I mean, <laughs> it, there's there's two sides to this argument, and they're both valid. Yeah. Freddie Gauthier obviously yeah. doesn't have a point, but his underlying numbers are okay. I mean, they're both right. Let yourself both um, be right. I think he had like a nine Corsi or something. I think it was reading through either two periods oh, or the whole game last time. In that game against Vegas, yeah, it was not very good. Get a rough go. We can all agree on that. I mean, Vegas in general just hounded the Leafs cool. in that game. Like, that was a game Frederick Anderson did steal for them. But at the same time, would you rather them lose a game? Like, people was like, oh, you know, what are they going to learn from it? Well, clearly losing wasn't doing it for them either. <laughs> I, I love people who are just like, you know what? They need to lose. They need to learn a lesson. It's like, you know, teams can still learn a lesson and win a game, right? Yeah. Good teams tend to do that. Yeah. 
I, I wrote a thing on that because everyone's just sort of like, well, Matthews is gone, so they can't win anymore. That's like, no, Stop Matthews is gone, which means it's next man up. So you guys in the bottom six need to give your head a shake and figure it out. Like, you you expect the Leafs to play at an elite level with Matthews in the lineup. You lose Matthews, you still expect the Leafs to be a pretty good team compared yeah. to what – like, you have to look at what other teams have compared to the Leafs. And they would like to have what the Leafs have in their top, in their forward lines. Like, the Leafs line with, like, if we had Kadri, let's say Kadri, Kapanen, and let's put, let's put Andreas Janssen just because that's what people think. Some teams would take that any day as their second line because they don't have a center like Kadri on their, I mean, on their third, on their second line, let alone their third line. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something different. That's just like you're missing two thirds of your first line, and it sucks for you. It's basically what the rest of the NHL is going to say. They're not taking it easy on you. They're no, not taking it off they your lineup. You. You're still a top team in the league, and until somebody takes you down, you're going to continue to win and be a top team in the league. And teams are so. Gonna... I, sorry, go ahead. No, te- and, and to add to your point, teams are going to come out and play. They're they're gonna they know that. They, you're an elite team. They need to prove a point by beating you. Yep. It's just like in football. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the Leafs have dealt with it now for, it feels like a month with Matthews. It's probably only, what, four or five games he's been gone? Uh, Calgary was the, technically the first full game. So, Cal, so yeah, this is four games. Wow. It's, yeah. It goes by quick. It's like way longer. He, I mean, there's video of him practicing, so it's a good sign. But yeah, but he's not testing that shoulder at all. So, yeah. They're being very, very careful. I don't want him back until he's healthy. Do not rush Austin Matthews back, whatever you do. And I don't think they will. They're not dumb enough. My my issue, though, is I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy when he comes back, too. Like, shoulder no. injuries are tough. It's it's one of those things where you're not really – I guess you're not really going to be sure about it until you take that first hit. He has to really work on um, – he really has to work on building the strength, and and that's what Backhawk says. He built up the you know the muscle and strength around there, so he doesn't. Uh, um, he has to just really build this the muscle around the soul, so it builds up the you know the air, yeah. layer of protection. Unfortunately, when you get hit at the speed that guys get hit, certain areas are vulnerable. And even though you wear the pretty decent equipment that they have in the NHL now. Injuries are still going to happen. It's it's the way it goes. Those protectors are not going to stop somebody from blowing you up. It's not going to stop injury. No, um, they're not. Not enough padding. At the at the same point, we're getting to a point in the NHL where certain hits are becoming like there was the people have been complaining a lot about how the NHL is becoming soft. And my. <laughs> My counter argument to the cutting down on crap that yeah. old time hockey lovers are still deeming appropriate. Yeah, there's there's stuff that needs to be cut up. But you know, people think that even though you watch a hit slow down, oh that doesn't look like a bad hit. Yeah, when it's like a quarter of the speed it looks fine. Times that by four, it looks bad. Yeah. The perfect example is what is it, last night the Malkin hit that hit? Matthew Joseph played on Chris oh, Russell. Chris Russell, yeah. What motion it just looks like he sort of rubs him off into the boards and Russell face plants. 
Yeah. In full speed, it looks terrible. Yeah. Like, it looks like it runs them. And that's what Lucic went totally banana, yeah. like Hulk mode on. Yeah. Did he get ejected from that game, or was it just a two? Uh, no, he got a four. He got uh, a ten. He got. I think he got kicked out. Yeah, and it's, he got fine. And the same thing happened with Malkin last night when he elbowed Oshi in the face. Uh, yeah, um, elbow shoulder. He got fine because he got ejected. I mean, it's it's like when the NHL suspends a guy for one game for a headshot when they don't get penalized. Sort of just they're making sure that you get the message. I mean, there's just so many things in the NHL now that could technically go for a penalty that just doesn't. Yeah. It's the discretion of the league and the refs. It's up to yep. the players associate. If the players are really upset, then something has to change. Either you slow down so that you're not, you're more aware because at the speeds they're skating, they're not as aware. Or you figure out a way to make equipment. Like you can't protect your face, like unless you are a face shield, you just can't protect. Yeah, it. So and no, no player in the pros is going to wear a shield. No, and they're not going to wear the spongy type of shoulder pads and elbow pads that they wore back in the in the eighties. So yeah, it's just it's they're trying to make it better, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, there's I don't really know the Leafs have had anything that's been suspect towards the league. Maybe I haven't watched anything. Um, there hasn't been any sort of headshot issues as far as I know, but there usually is one or two with the Leafs. Uh, most of them usually can't. Kadri is usually right. one of the guys. Right. Or Nas being stupid. Yeah. I haven't Nas seen that yet. Stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. It's They're going to make it better as far as it's not gonna. It's gonna be better for people that are interested in safety of the players, for people that just want to see guys get blown up and Don Cherry lovers that just like rock and sock and old school hockey. You're gonna be in a bit of trouble, but adapt or get out. Basically, yeah. the league's not gonna cater to old school hockey anymore. Headshots are not tolerated, and that's been very clear. Exactly. Um, let's let's skip gears. Um, it's kind of a guy who's we. I, I'm not saying he's not getting his due, but he should be getting way more of his due, and that's uh, Brian Harlan home talking right now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, how about how about we give it to the Dane, the great Dane Frederick Anderson? Um, he's been pretty good. Leads, he's tied for Andre Vasilevsky for the team lead and win, uh, t- league lead and wins. I think I know Vasilevsky plays tonight uh, as we're recording. This is uh, Thursday uh, night. I think- Lightning. Hold on. <laughs> Let me look this up to be sure. If I had fantasy implications going on the Lightning, because I decided to go all Tampa Bay. Oh no, they won. They beat the uh, the New York Islanders. Oh, I feel so sorry for the Islanders. No, yeah, yeah. You another, another topic for another day. Islanders fans thinking they're uh, they're hot now. Yeah. So I think. If I'm not wrong, Vasilevsky would have gone, say, win number nine. Um, let's see. Usually. Um, I would Because right now he he had eight, and I think this would have been his ninth win. So Anderson's second in the league with eight wins. I mean, wins are not what define a goalie. I always say the um, 
save percentage and goals against average. So if we eliminate guys who are not starters, so Yaroslav Halak, Ryan Miller, and Casey DeSmith, because those are three three goalies ahead of Anderson, he would be seventh in save percentage with a .929 save percentage. And he would be fifth, mm, yeah, fifth in goals against average, with a two point one eight goals against average, for a goalie who has been, who has a very bad track record in the month of October. That's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's uh, Freddie. He's <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. That a goalie can be so hard to watch in the month of October and then just flip a switch like that and he is just perfect. Like he looks fantastic. Yeah, and it's it, I, I can't explain it. He how many bad performances has he had this season? Um Ottawa? One off the, yeah, Ottawa was pretty bad. There were a couple like it, there wasn't one game where he was just like Dreadful. we need to get ready out. As far as I can tell, there has been a couple games where the Leafs have survived in spite of him. I would say the Ottawa game was bad. Um, the game in Dallas that they won, he wasn't great. And St. Louis, maybe the St. Louis game. Yeah, there's some weird goals in that one. So I was saying. Up the odd one, like he'll be having a really good game, and then let in a wrist shot that he just like doesn't get a read on. Yeah, but he's had some very good games. I think his yeah. best game of the season had to be the one either the against Vegas on Tuesday night or the Winnipeg game. In that third period alone, he earned his earned his keep. Those two games against Winnipeg were a massive get for Toronto. Uh, I think the Calgary game was probably a weird one for Freddie, but obviously the, there's some of those goals that nobody's realistically stopping. Yeah, so... I was like, most of the least losses have been very odd games for the team as a whole, not exactly just one player or the other. has cost them. It's just been generally like Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Dallas, St. Louis for the four games that were very bad. And Not that, very bad. And Pittsburgh was... It's just a team that played a style that the Leafs couldn't get a grab. grab on. Yeah, they were just outmatched. Yeah, until it was too late. Um, but I mean, that's the Leafs have to learn how to play that style. Because the Penguins, you want to, you want to make it to the Stanley Cup, so it's going to be in the way in the next couple of years at least. Yeah, exactly. So again, I'm... adapt, or you're going to be uh, having a lot of second or third round exits at best. I think. Now my question is: Do we do the Leafs try to give him? I, I would assume that Gary Sparks is going to come in and play one of the back-to-backs. But it's, uh, we get Boston this weekend, no? Yeah, so I would assume that Sparks would start against, um, oh, for against uh, the Devils on Friday night. As we're recording this is Thursday, so Friday. I mean, this podcast will be up on Friday, so we'll say tonight. Um, um, is it Boston at home or is it Boston, Boston in the garden? Boston in the garden. So back to the scene of the crime. Gotcha. That's not fun. 
so that would be a game I'd want Freddy in because it sets the tone. And um, if I'm not wrong, the Leafs and Bruins had a home and home, I think, at one point, like back to back nights. So, like, they played. The first two games they played against each other were two straight nights, home and home. Yeah, I think Freddy played the home game and Curtis McElhaney played the road game. Yeah, and they were up like 3 nothing or something along those lines. Marner scored like five minutes into the game. Yeah. So, Remember that? Because that was like coming right off when the Leafs uh, scored on the Marlowe goal in overtime. Yeah. I will say what I want the Leafs to de- eventually develop or what people should want the Leafs to develop. They play a certain style during the regular season. And then when the playoffs yeah. come, flip of the switch, they're a different team. That's what Boston yeah. is like. Um, that's what Pittsburgh is like. That's what Washington has now become. Tampa hasn't done it yet. Um, Tampa and Toronto were like those modern style teams where they're, excuse me, they're moving away from the heavy yeah. checking hockey. That's what's made the California team so difficult to play against Anaheim, uh, LA especially, because um, they just dump it in and then just wear you down. Yeah. Tampa and Toronto don't really play that, but teams haven't started a wholesale change to that style just yet. So obviously it works. You grind a team down in the playoffs. Boston's used it. Washington and Pittsburgh have both used it. I mean, it's a it's a tried and true way to win games in the playoffs, especially when you're milking a lead. Yeah, so I that's probably one thing I'd like to see the Leafs eventually. Though that's also coaching too. You coach yep. you, you coach the team to play a certain style in the regular season, then in the playoffs you adapt or you die. That's that's that's, that's it. unfortunately the Leafs didn't at certain. I think, the, I think the name of this podcast has to be "Adapt or Die." <laughs> uh, We've used "Adapt" at least three or four times in the last ten minutes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I think that'll be the important thing for the Leafs. They're going to have some so- – I, I haven't looked – let's uh, pull up their schedule because I do think uh, – I did post a tweet actually after probably the Dallas game. It's uh, it's not fun <laughs> for the boys. Uh, where is it? Let me find it. So, okay, I have it right here in front of me. So they have the uh, the Devils on Friday, yeah. uh, Bruins Saturday night, then they have the Western Road Trip out, yep. out, to, the, out to the Pacific. Um, the Kings, the Sharks, the Ducks. Ooh, that seemed a bit early this year. Yeah, it's usually around December, January they go. But I'm sure the players are really happy to get this uh, road trip out of the way. <laughs> yeah, Especially for sure. It's that, that and the Western Canada road trip are the two grinds. I mean, they, they usually play back-to-back. Uh, either Cal- They play Vancouver on a Saturday usually. I think it's Edmonton this year, though. I think so, too. Big David Matthews, obviously. Um. um I will say though that if I'm the Leafs, I kind of would have preferred to have the Pacific one last because then you go in the nice sun when it. Yeah, for a player, you definitely want to be out of Toronto when it's like minus twenty out. Yeah, going to going to LA in February when you're playing for Toronto isn't too bad. I will say the Kings should be. I mean, we'll see how the coaching change helps that or doesn't help there. Um, <laughs> after the Pacific road trip, you got. Uh, Columbus, then you get uh, William Nylander's next home, which is the Her- Carolina Hurricanes, and then you get the Blue Jackets again. Uh, so they got a run of Any, ma- anywhere is William Nylander's potential next home. Exactly. Um, then you got the Flyers, 
Then you got another William Nylander potential landing yeah. spot. You got the Bruins, who are not a William Nylander potential spot, so that game has no meaning. Then there is the game that I'm going to be going to, which is against the San Jose Sharks. What? Yes, I got. So I have a connection. They they invited me to go. Sorry, I'd invite you. How about this? It's okay. I'm not. I'm not worried. I know. I know. I'll get the call one day. The, We're going to a Raptors game, so I'm excited. That's true. Oh, we haven't gotten the tickets for that, so yeah, we gotta figure that out eventually. Yeah, soon. Um, how about this next game that I get tickets for and I have a chance to invite someone? You'll be my first pick. Okay. And as long as least, it's not like the game I went to in the preseason. <laughs> at least as long as it's not with a bunch of Marley call-ups, you'll take it. Yeah. Hey, guys, heads up. We're just calling up the entire Marley's team for this one regular season game. That you paid regular season stuff. prices for. Yeah. Sorry. About $10 for at least regular season game. Anyhow. Yeah. So November, yeah, as you said, it will be a tough month. But if they survive it... um. I mean, Minnesota will be tough, but yep. you have the Sabres, the Red Wings, the Bruins, the Hurricanes. The <laughs> you know There's what? some some down games in there, but they're the, not uh, games that the Leafs can take off. Detroit's I've got Detroit has beat Toronto in the past, not lately, but yeah, they're, they're not, not going to roll gonna, over on. And same with Buffalo, especially with their young guys. They're not going to lose to Detroit. I don't think. Um, I don't well, think. But you never know. One we, game we split with Buffalo last season when they were awful. So yeah, anything's possible. One game I got circled. Yeah. December 29th, the New York Islanders come to town. <laughs> this is a the game. Strikes. If I'm a Leafs fan, I want the team to go all out and pummel them because these Islanders fans think that they're the hot talk of town because their team has won a couple of games. I mean, yes, they're at the top of the Metro, but they have an 8-5-2 and two record. The Metro has not been very good. The Met, what happened to the Metro? Because it was, wasn't it five teams in the playoffs a couple of years ago? New York was like the second wild card with like 105 points or something. Around that, yeah. I mean, silly the, a couple of years ago, the, and then they've just completely dropped off. The problem with the Metro is they're old. Yeah, old te- like Washington. They have a, a kind of a mix. Uh, Pittsburgh is an older group of Rangers. That that became an old group. Um, the Devils, Devils were the surprise team for me last year, and I think they're a team that's not terrible but not great. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, and then the Islanders. I don't know. I think they're just riding off of a really really good performance from Thomas Grice and Robin Lehner. That I'm sorry, it's not going to continue. So, no. Robin Lehner and Thomas Grice are not taking you to the playoffs, and if they do, I don't. Even know. I don't. I don't have a reaction for if that happens. I'll have to think of one, but like, come on. Those are two. I mean, Robin Lehner, sure, could do things. He's he's been okay. He he hasn't. He's not a goalie that I would say. Yeah, he's gonna lead us to the promised land. I he hasn't. Yeah. But, he seems like a stock I believe for New York, but he also like it's a good place for him to be. It is Buffalo, but he's not. He and Thomas Grice, unless they have the best seasons of their respective careers, it's 
it's got to turn at some point. Yeah. So I have to do this. I'm sorry, but it is a Leafs podcast. I do have to ask about him. And now I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jake. At what point? Ron Hainsey, how many penalty minutes should he be killing? <laughs> All of them is the answer. Next. <laughs> All of them. Um, yeah, this is good. Oh, wow. Sorry, I just, you know, uh, Mark, our Mark UK Leaf yep. on Twitter, our lovely British friend. Uh, sorry, he was just posting a Newfoundland Growlers <laughs> gif of a dog just blowing up a kid in the middle of the ice on a hockey pond. Ouch. <laughs> um, I actually met him at the Phillies game a couple weeks ago. He was a great guy. So, um, all right, Willie, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jake. Okay, I'll ask, okay, two-part question. Um, one, are you convinced that he's getting signed? I'll, you can give me one that you can decide. Convinced he's getting signed, think he should be traded, or wait and see what happens? Um, what did Jake say? Start there. Um, Jake's, Jake was convinced on the signing route. Like, he's going to sign. I am as well. Uh, I don't want to argue the same point, but that's where we're going. I mean, yeah, you're not. Well, I, you and I don't want to be talking about this. We thought this would have been done. A month yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. Like, look, I will admit, as a site expert, as somebody who runs a site, this talk has boosted our page views like crazy. Yeah, Leafs fans are. Obsessed about it for good reason. He's a good player. You want him signed. We haven't heard anything, any news, anything about it is going to go crazy. But yep. you've we've gone to the point where the where people are saying rumors is speculation, rumors is opinion. So there's not actually been any rumors or anything legit to report about. I think that's where I'm. The only my thing is I don't want it. There should be no reason the Leafs should trade Willie. They should sign him. They know what he brings. Trading him for a team that I, I was like kind of, okay, Carolina has been the most aggressive, but they're not really giving up much. Philly yeah. seems like a better, more desirable spot because I think they have more to offer. Um, I just don't think they were going to be willing to offer it right now because they're – Sorting out their own stuff. Um, yep. You want will you want Nylander signed because you know what he can do for you. And as Chris Johnson, the level-headed person in all this, and who should be praising worship for all this because he's kind of keeping everyone from jumping off the bridge. They want him signed. They drafted him. They know how the, how he is. There's a reason why you spent the top ten pick on him. You want him signed. You don't want to trade him. And he's not forcing his you to trade him. He's just being difficult. There's yep. a difference. And as he should be. Look. Quite honestly, it's not something Leafs fans want to hear. I've come around. Man's career. Your yeah. opinion can, quite honestly, can you can go screw off with your opinion. It doesn't matter to him. I will say this. Do I think he's an $8 million player? No. Do I think he's under... He's a six? I think he's somewhere in between. 
I think he's an $8 million player down the road. And $8 million is going to seem very little with the cap going up over the next So what? What? what do you think is the proper solution to that? Don't sign the long-term deal. Yeah. Or you, you meet in the middle. I mean, they're not willing to do that, obviously. So either one team, either the, either they have to meet in the middle, or somebody has to give up on their term limit. Because I don't think it's money that's the problem. People can say, "Oh, he wants a." Maybe the Leafs are saying, "We don't want to offer you a because we don't think you're there yet." And maybe the Leafs are trying too hard to get that six, seven years out of him or something like that. And maybe he's like, "No, I, I want to go for the four or five year deal, not two, because I don't think." Nylander would go for a two-year deal because that's and a bridge deal wouldn't be so bad because a bridge deal, uh, as much he, as he'd be still be an RFA though, right? He would. He has uh, one more full season of eligibility, or sorry, one more pro year required to hit arbitration. Yeah. And how many years is he an RFA for? Then another. Well, he he this the, his entry level contract is done, so he has three years. Yeah. I so, think the team owns his rights for five years. The Leafs need to get him into UFA years. They do. If they're smart. Um, but that being said, if you do the bridge deal, basically you give Neilander the money he wants and you get out from under Ainsley. Uh, as much as some people might not like it, some people will be very happy with it. You get out from under Gardner, who's costing more than Morgan Riley right now, I believe. Uh, no, Morgan Riley's Gardner. getting five, five and a half. Right, you're right. I thought Gardner was making five. No, he's making uh, he's making, he's making less, two, right? less than uh, as I said, four point oh five, I believe. So this is an That's interesting another contract thing. I need to get out from under, and there's a market for Zaitsev. I was about to say, apparently, there's a market for him. I mean, we know one team that has been thrown out before, and that's Edmonton. <laughs> they love taking on craft contracts. Who's that? Philadelphia. New York. McDonald can be the overpaid pair of the century. How about the Islanders? Wouldn't they take him? How about them Islanders? I that's just dead cap. That was a stupid deal. That was pulled. It wasn't a it wasn't a stupid deal. It was a short sighted deal. You don't give a guy seven years after he played one year. Yeah, and he didn't even play well, as far as I remember. He did like he okay. He did he did okay. He was solid wasn't spectacular. The concussion and injury yep. at the end of the season, I think, really messed with him. Yep. So I will give him that, it, but yeah. it's He had 36 points in his first season in the NHL, so good. Near 40-point season as a rookie? Yeah, that's what you want. But, but you don't give him a seven-year deal based off one season. I would have given him a three-, four-year deal. But the problem is yeah. the team... The if you give him four and a half at three or four years, I'm fine with that. He's the, a top four defenseman based off those stats after his first season. Yeah, I think the problem was the team tried to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, they were trying to lock him up on a deal they thought was going to be fantastic in year five and six. Yeah. Hmm. Or year three and four, that he was going to be a steal at four and a half million, kind of like what it was, Morgan Riley's. Yeah, like it's now. it's like the Morgan Riley deal. They're like, we get a get ahead of it. He, a lot that allows us to do more up front. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't agree. 
it's not like I, I didn't agree with it. I just thought, okay, it's not the worst thing. You can justify it, but... And then he follows up next year, last season, with 13 points in six game, 60 games. That bad, huh? Yeah, he had a bad year. And he's only got two points in 15 games so far this year. So it's not looking like the offensive defenseman we thought we were going to get. Or the guy that had the offensive upside that his highlights showed. Yeah, if I'm if I'm the Leafs, if somebody's willing to pay, they they might consider the situation. If after Zaitsev gets with the right defensive partner, I'm sure he'd be very good. I think or if, better. I think you know what this could be a, like a if you need to shed a contract, just do that and then figure out after Give that. The other team a pick to get rid of that contract. It's not ideal, but if Zaitsev keeps on this track, you got to figure something out because it's contracts like those that are stopping you from getting Nylander signed. Mm-hmm. And Marlowe's not going anywhere. You have to play that contract out. Hainsey's done after this year, which is fine. Gardner's going to free agency, which we've talked about because he's like, he's going to get like seven and a half on the open market just because he had 50 points last year. Yeah. He's going to get some silly amount of money for. He's he's looked good this year. He had a fantastic goal in that Winnipeg game. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. So. This year. Anyway. I'm just I'm just looking at random stats. That's the fact. <laughs> I think you know if, if if we've gotten to that point, I think it's uh, it's time for us. Eight points to... in fifteen games. Ooh. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, I think this is where we're gonna end it. I think this is. I think we've got a lot of good discussion going here. We'll uh, we'll pick this up. I think uh, you and I were planning on doing this next Wednesday. We'll see how that our schedules line up. Uh, until then, maybe yeah, maybe in the studio, maybe, cool. maybe uh, at the Castlemore studio. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. We need to see you. We yeah. need to hang out and yeah. talk. Not over the Skype, uh, you know, modern no, technology we need, way. Need to bro, sometime, bro. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's, I feel dirty just using that that phrase. Bro, down. All right. You're a lacrosse guy, that's for sure. Oh, I'm not that lacrosse guy, though. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, until then, just follow <laughs> follow. You can follow us on Tip of the Tower. Uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on the Nylander stuff. Uh, I know Austin's uh, company, The Score, will also keep you updated on that. Um, yeah, man. Doing my best. We do exactly. I I think Austin might have a bit more uh, a bit a bit more backing to his. Uh... Eh, you know, let's let's hold on there for a sec. I'm not I'm not the face that runs the place. Not even close. No, but you so, keep the place. You, keep, people... you help keep the place running, though. At least. Yeah, we 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 do a job. Exactly. So the guys that are doing the real stuff for the hockey guys, they are great. So read their stuff if you can. And maybe maybe possibly I've edited it. Who knows. Definitely, uh, d- definitely take a look. Uh, Austin also has his blog. Uh, uh, actually, we haven't talked since you opened your blog. It's the uh... Well, uh, I launched it very under the radar. Well, it's it's just a blog. <laughs> it's not like this big baseball Toronto. Our good friend Keegan didn't have all that lead up, and he got a lot of hype off of it. I was just like, hey, I made a site. Read things. Yeah, so I've uh, I've moved over. It's called Queen City Sports. Uh, it's in my link on Twitter if you want to read some stuff. 
mostly lacrosse and hockey, uh, and I'll still do most of my prospects rankings and Leafs prospect breakdown. We'll see. Maybe there'll be some SDA content on there because I haven't written about that guy in a minute. Mm-hmm. I got to write about Ian Scott though. He's been fantastic. Yeah. And you guys like to joke around. He's my man crush. I just like that he's having a good season. Because if you remember, we had Jake in studio when I said we're not too sure how he's going to pan out, and we got to see him at the rookie tournament. And we sort of, it was cool because we got to, he was the draft year where we were sort of together for the first time up in the tower. So I like following that draft class. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a memorable draft class, that's for sure. Yeah, um, that was the draft that we got to, we all got together at, uh, whatchamacallit, Real Sports. Yeah. We got to do that again. Oh, we'll have to do something like that. Next time, Jake said he might, I don't know when he's going to be up, but he's going to try to come up. So we'll, Ooh. we'll, we'll get, get him out to a lacrosse game. He should come out during the winter. <laughs> I think the drive might be a little bit tougher from New York to Toronto, but or New Jersey. Sorry, he's in New Jersey, so we'll we'll, we'll make it work. Um, that's for sure. And maybe we'll try to. Or we are gonna try to get a guest eventually. We've kind of taken a back seat to that, but um, I am gonna look out and see who I can uh, who I can tap on the shoulder to come and join us. So we'll do that next time on the Tip of the Tower podcast. Make sure you follow. Austin on Twitter under at underscore Austin Owens. Correct? I'm not wrong on that one. It's been a while. Sure hope. <laughs> uh, and you can follow myself under D underscore Morisuti two S two T's on Twitter. Um, and we'll yeah enjoy the Leaf games. Please, please don't overstress about it. It's not worth it. Just enjoy the just hockey, the or just throw something at your TV. Throw Before something. we go off, real quick. It is yeah. just a game. I know we are all really big fans, but it is November, and this team is going to make the playoffs. So just I stress patience. It's not easy some nights, but we'll get there. The finish line is closer than you think. Definitely. I couldn't have said it any better, Austin. So thank you for that. Thank you for talking anybody off the bridge that might be there. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you guys next time on the Tip of the Tower podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.